We are live and in studio here at 93.7 The Ticket. This is the post Hoops Post Game Show here on uh, The Ticket, brought to you action, by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. Looking up at the big screen right now, I see Coach Hoiberg in Assembly Hall getting an interview done with BTN after Nebraska gets their first road victory in Big Ten play. Way to go, Huskers. Uh, finally getting over uh, that problem, which uh, which is, is going to be critical as Nebraska looks more and more like a postseason team, specifically the postseason that we all want to talk about, that we all want to see Nebraska get to, uh, which is the big dance. Uh, big win for Nebraska. They jumped out to a, a huge lead, 51-31 to 31 at halftime, thanks to nine first-half three, threes. Kese Tamanaga uh, going crazy in the first half. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence playing excellent in both halves, getting a new career high, 19 points as well. Uh, and Nebraska cruises to the victory. Uh, Indiana did enough to make it close. They jumped out of the second half and uh, and made a game of it um, and, and, and really made you at least sweat for a little bit there. Um, Indiana went on a 20-6 to run to start the second half. So it was uh, only six-point game, 57-51, uh, with about 13 minutes to go. And the Huskers just couldn't buy three at that time. But stick with it. They eventually found their rhythm once again in really a great performance on defense. And, hey, what, what do you know? Nebraska, the curse is over. Nebraska going to win on the road. <laughs> yeah, you could have guessed. It was about win 19. That was going to be yes. the one to finally get our first road <laughs> conference game win. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a long time coming. And I think, you know, we'll obviously dive into the game. But just real quick, kind of start things off. This is why this was important. You look at the rest of Nebraska's schedule. There's not a lot of strength left in there. So you knew these road games, if you want to feel pretty good about the March Madness tournament, if you want to feel like you're locked in, not just on the edge of the bubble, you were going to need to not just go ahead and kind of clean out the rest of these games on your schedule, uh, but get a road game and maybe even get a couple in there. But this is a good start. You beat Indiana, you do it on the road, you get your first conference win, and you do it by 15 points. The spread was favored Indiana by one and a half. Uh, and you go out there and you dominate the first half. You mentioned it, second half beginning, scary. Shots just weren't falling for Nebraska. It was a little bit of you live and die by the three. Nebraska was thriving on it in that first half. Second half, they kept taking three-point shots. They weren't falling. Um, but then eventually, it started weighing back in their favor. But just looking at the numbers, once again, you see this team shoot over 40% from three. This has been a pretty common pattern. When this team gets it going from the three-point line, I mean, you've seen multiple games where they shot over 40%, even quite a few, or they've shot well over 50%. So this is just another what I consider a really good shooting night for Nebraska. Um, and obviously it helps when you have K-State Tominaga early, kind of giving you that energy, especially on the road. I think that really helped Nebraska just kind of getting that energy that, that's that been lacking in these road games. Well, Nebraska overall, overall shooting well from the floor, 49%. And I think their defense, again, was was pretty darn good, 42%, uh, 42.6% from the floor for Indiana. Um, we knew coming in, Indiana was going to have an advantage down low. I mean, yeah. they've got... Uh, a really impressive front court. And that's why, like, when this game kind of popped off and Nebraska's hitting threes left and right, you're thinking this is the kind of action Nebraska needs um, because they're probably not going to win the points in the paint. They didn't end up doing that. They lost 38-20. to 20. Mm -hmm. Nebraska was going to have to shoot their way to victory, and, and they did so. Now, again, season sweep over Indiana. Um, that's big. Uh, as far as historical turns, because Indiana's a pretty good uh, blue blood program, blue as the blue bloods get uh, in Nebraska. Now a season sweep of them. Remember coming into this year, they lost seven straight. 
Um, some other uh, thoughts as we're kind of thinking about nine wins for Nebraska. Um, matches their season total for last season. Remember, they finished 9-11 mm-hmm. and 11 in Big Ten play last year. But it's been quite rare for Nebraska to get to nine conference wins. Uh, in fact, Hoiberg won nine games his first three seasons combined <laughs> in the Big Ten. Uh, and now he's, he's rattled off twice. Of course, it's not their end game. They're going to continue mm-hmm. uh, to hope to, to get up to, to 12 or 13. Um, but is also their fourth nine, ninth win in conference play since Nebraska joined the Big Ten. Uh, joining, of course, like I mentioned last year, 2018, when they got 13 and were robbed from going to the NCAA <laughs> tournament. And in 2014, when they did go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and that's just in Big Ten play, but it's also the fourth nine-win conference season since 1998-1999. <laughs> Barry Collier and Doc Sadler never did it. Um, so you, as you're kind of thinking of a historical context, Hoiberg's now... Um, really got this program going. And like we, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the good thing is, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be able to come back. The core of your team's going to come back. You're going to have to find a way in the future to do it without a gale like Casey Tamanaga. And yeah. he can just turn it on in any game. This was one of those games. Um, but uh, very interesting. Now, by the way, I do like my Barry Collier and Doc Sadler as well <laughs> to be to, to stick up for them. Uh, only 16 conference games back then, uh, 20 conference games now. And, of course, Tim Miles played mostly through an 18-game conference era. Um, but, again, as we look at the schedule ahead, it's it like you said, not a whole lot of uh, resume-building opportunities, but a lot of opportunities to add to this resume not you know and, and um and you know not going to stand out too much but mm-hmm. opportunities for wins you got to feel if you're nebraska including a, a game against minnesota coming up this sunday a little revenge from losing on the road in minneapolis yeah it's gonna be interesting you you look at these stretch of games here and at one point you never want to call it chalk wins we've seen this team uh come really close to north dakota early in the year but you're looking at it you see a michigan uh, you see a Penn State on there, and you're feeling pretty good about your odds to go ahead and win a lot of these games. But then you see Michigan, they upset Wisconsin. Tonight you see Illinois, they uh, get upset by Penn State. So it's just to get none of these games are guaranteed. So this is why it's important. You get this win uh, without a lot of resume builders, even though we're not calling them resume builders, we're seeing it that these games, it's still, especially on the road, uh, it's easy to kind of lose these ones. I do want to quick give flowers to Jamarcus Lawrence because oh. that was – what you would call a point guard game. You know, he didn't completely take over, but he just did everything he needed to. Uh, just going through Lawrence's stats here, he was six for eight from the floor, five for five from three. And I think he's, I don't even think he's above 30% or just at yeah, he's 30. He's like 25% yeah. for the year, yeah. So to go five for five tonight, much needed. Shout out to Jamarcus Lawrence on a great night shooting, took care of it, two for two from the free throw line. Uh, he puts in six boards at the point guard position, five assists and a steal, um, and only one turnover with 19 points. So handling the ball that much, shooting the ball that well, it was just a really good game. And it does feel like Jamarcus Lawrence is starting to get into that role. You, you kind of saw it um, a few games back where he's starting to push the pace a lot more. And it's something with him that you always kind of knew he had that ability. And now it looks like he's getting comfortable pushing the ball, kind of controlling that pace. And as a result, I think he's just shooting better. He's feeling a lot yeah. more comfortable in his role. Well, and, and I think that, that that's the thing is, you know, this 25% shooting that he had been, you know, doing throughout the year, it's not uh, for a lack of confidence. I mean, yeah. he's open, he's getting shots, and, and he, he can hit deep ones. But, and we saw him last year being able to do that. He kind of has seemed to stunted into this the second year, was asked to kind of be the primary ball handler. Um, I think you could say it, you know, despite the team winning, it wasn't necessarily working as far as at least having him in the starting lineup. I mean, this mm-hmm. that's why this is so crucial is, you know, there's 
there's a lot of players and a lot of times when if you get benched, I mean, it, it you know, it'll check check out the old transfer portal coming around the corner or, you yeah. know, just, you know, it's easy to sulk on yourself and say, I haven't lived up to my sophomore year expectations. Uh, instead, he embraces the challenge. He likes the role coming off the bench. And if he's going to play like that, it's it just continues Nebraska's depth. I mean, because I, I think the last two games are pretty good examples now where Nebraska's depth is going. And that's not necessarily... Hey, they're they've three deep on the front line. They got mm-hmm. six point guards or anything like that. I'm talking about guys from a night to night basis that can absolutely burn you. And you know, Lawrence again, short sample size that he did it tonight. But it's good to see. I mean, if he gets going, you combine him with the bench presence of Hoiberg and Wilcher, who combined for four tonight. They didn't need to get going. And 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 again, that's kind of to my point. Rink Mass didn't need to get going. He didn't necessarily yeah. have a great matchup out there. Uh, great job of uh, Nebraska by a, another guy that deserves flowers. That didn't necessarily stat stuff, but Josiah Alec for his defense on Ware all night. Um, you know, Ware typically shoots better from the free throw line. He, that was a big part of him not having a huge night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I thought that he did very good for being asked to do that. And Rink Mass um, kind of was able, uh, got to give him credit too, where it's not like, not that he played had his best game, but for a guy that was has has played a game where he's hit six three pointers and a half or whatever <laughs> it is, to be able to to understand, you know, tonight's not my night. We got other guys mm-hmm. going, um, you know, no sulking on the bench or anything like that. So, I mean, when you look at it, Gary got going tonight. He ended up with fifteen points. Uh, one of the highlights was that Lawrence no look past the Gary as he was cutting. Uh, Bryce Williams really got going in the second half. And he's coming off a game where he scored two. He ended up having 18 tonight. So between Mass and Williams, I mean, that's that's both examples of you don't nec- and, you know of, of they won both games. You don't necessarily need it from one guy. And so I think it's going to allow these these guys to breathe a little bit and find the hot hand. And by the way, too, I know I've been talking for a minute, but <laughs> Kase Tamanaga. If he can, I mean, it, it's starting to feel like it was toward the end of last yep. season, where this is special tonight. Um, but this was pretty much game to game last season. That's why it was first team All Big Ten going into the year. Yep, and you're you're seeing it. It it's felt quiet, but it feels a little bit by design by Fred Hoiberg. Just you know, obviously you don't want to hand you the keys of the entire offense to Casey Tominaga, and he's done a good job too of accepting that role and kind of being selective on his shots. You don't ever see him take over games unless it's going in for him. Then you really see him up the volume and shooting, which tonight, happily, you'll take the way he was shooting the ball. But, you know, you look at him and you look at some of the other guys in this team, like just going through the starting lineup, you get seven points from Alec, and we talked about it. Mass, not a great game, only two points, um, but you're not too worried about him in the future. Gary, 15. Tominaga, 20. Uh, Williams said it, 18. Lawrence, 19. You get a couple more points on the bench as well from Hoiberg and Wiltshire. These are the type of teams that give you a lot of hope and I don't want to look too far ahead because there's a lot of game left, but if these guys can kind of stay on this trajectory, that's what you want in tournaments. You want teams with a bunch of guys that are hard to game plan against. I think when you see a lot of these teams where they have one centric player, you can even go to the NBA and look at James Harden when they're in the finals. It's easy to scout against those teams. You figure out how do I get rid of their best players or at least kind of minimize their impact on the game. When it comes to Nebraska, you know, at one point in time, you might have been saying Rink Mast is looking like the best player on this team. Uh, even Juwan Gary at one point, Kese Tominaga. It's so spread out that trying to take away one thing in this offense uh, that's going to have a major impact is nearly impossible. It, it's got to be a full on. Uh, you got to respect everybody on this roster. And I think that's why you're seeing these consistent good shooting numbers. It's just really hard 
to consistently close out on all these players that can shoot the ball and rink mast, even though tonight wasn't a great game, still his ability to shoot the three in previous games, it makes it so much harder for teams to just kind of sit back. So they have to respect the three point line. It opens up things inside and you just have a lot of offensive versatile. You just versatile with your offense. And that's one thing with Fred Hoiberg too, where I'm glad we were patient on him because this offense, you see it and it is pretty to watch. Like mm-hmm. you can see our actions um, compared to some of the other teams out there, it looks like our offense is a little more NBA style. You kind of see that with obviously with this tenure at the Bulls, but it just fits and plays really well, especially today where college is more positionless basketball than it ever was. Yeah, and it's fascinating and again, exciting for the future as a Nebraska basketball fan to think, okay, now you can kind of put this in front of recruits. Again, you're not going to lose a whole lot coming off this team, so you can kind of really be selective yeah. in how they put this team together next year. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's not just the season contained because a lot of these guys are coming back. It feels like the program is, is heading in the right step. But, again, there's been this just monkey on your back, as many people have put it on the text line, um, it, of just not being able to win on the road. It's, and, and, and you know you can. I mean, you played Illinois to overtime. They're one of the best teams in the mm-hmm. league. Um, and they just couldn't get it done. And it's hard to win in the in the road in the Big Ten. I get that, but Nebraska was worse than anybody outside of Ohio State, who already fired their coach uh, <laughs> on the road in the Big Ten. Uh, Nebraska finally they they so Ohio State uh, is now zero and seven in road games in the Big Ten. Nebraska now one and seven. So Ohio State's just ridiculous. I don't know why they can't win on the road. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> one of those things where I mean Ohio State beat Purdue not too long ago as well, right? Uh, I'm mixing they? that up. Purdue, who just got a Purdue, Purdue got upset not too long ago. We'll have to look that one up. Uh, but yeah, when you look at again, you look at Ohio State uh, with their whole situation. It's just kind of the Big Ten, and it seems like Nebraska's finally breaking out of what you would consider the bottom of the barrel in terms of Big Ten basketball. And you kind of saw some graphics for anyone who's watching the broadcast. You know, you go back to February first, twenty twenty three. The number one winning percentage in the Big Ten is Purdue. Number two is Nebraska. That's mm. not a small, that's a big sample yeah. size. Is that, that 36 games now? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's a solid sample size and it's, you can point to it. It's something that if you're a football fan here as well, uh, the most, the worst thing about it is there's nothing tangible to point to. You look at this basketball team. That's a, that's a pretty good sample size to look at. This team's going in the right direction. You mentioned it. You've got some guys you can point to. If you're talking to recruits, I've sent these guys to the NBA, you know, some of them not have stuck, but at least they got shots. Uh, you know, you look at Delano Banton, who's over out there with the Portland Trailblazers. Now he's getting a nice shot at it. So you got some of these NBA guys to point to. Um, and again, you're going to have a bunch of these guys coming back. So you're going to have even more options next year on what has been a solid sample size of this team uh, is definitely looking looking in the right direction. Just going, you know, since past year. Hmm. And by the way, yes, uh, as somebody mentions on the text line, Purdue did get the, or lost to Ohio State, uh, but it was at Ohio State. Um, uh, on Sunday. Okay, so, so it wasn't a road game. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but still, uh, good good thought there. Uh, you're right. And uh, looking at some other thoughts here, Thunder Not Calling System, uh, Minnesota, Ohio State, Michigan, and Rutgers are the only games left. Got to believe that they will be at least 3-1 and one to finish off the season. Need all four a cha- for a chance at the double bye. That double bye will be uh, will be tough. And I think Nebraska is now, what, tied for fifth with Michigan State. Yep, nine. Uh, yeah, with nine conference wins. Northwestern has one less loss. Um, but not that far. I mean, Wisconsin, Illinois at ten. Purdue obviously has the gap, uh, mm-hmm. the gap there. But um, yeah, I mean, that would be huge for Nebraska. Not only their tournament resume, you also kind of feel like the Big Ten, um, probably a six bid league this year. Nebraska mm-hmm. on the right side of that. Um, and if they can just continue to win these games, that might not, 
you know, be on the ticker for Sports Center, but are, are solid wins. And, and, and obviously now, uh, road wins, you feel like they uh, are going to be in a good position. Some other thoughts here off of YouTube. Uh, Justin says, well, I can't read that one, Justin. Jason says, finally. Uh, <laughs> no, Whittier says, go Big Red, baby. Uh, shout out to the Pantry Gang. So uh, hopefully the Pantry Gang is, is having fun and listen to us now. Byron says, tourney bound feels good. Al says, monkey off our back. And Byron says, Lawrence and Alex saved us this game. Give them some credit. So we all feel pretty good about this win. It's time to celebrate. It's a Husker mm-hmm. victory on the road. And Nebraska uh, is uh, does feel tournament bound. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll continue our wrap-up of Nebraska defeating Indiana here on the Hoops Post Game Show on 93.7 The Ticket. We are back here on the Who's Post Game Show, brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. I'm Jake Bakovan. He is Harrison Arns, and we're staying up a little bit late to party for a Nebraska road victory. They finally get it done with an 85-70 to victory over Indiana, one of those games where you kind of had to hold your breath there in the second half. Indiana, with a 20-point halftime deficit, cut it down to three in the second half. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those deals where if you exert all that energy to get back, um, you might eventually run out of it or Nebraska's eventually going to go on a run. And that's what Nebraska did. And Jamarcus Lawrence, was a big part of that run. And once again, a big part of this game as he finished with 19 points, a career high for him on five of five shooting from beyond the arc. Nebraska ends up with 14 threes. 42% 42% from beyond the arc. Just as importantly, and I know Indiana's not um, a great three-point shooting team, but that hasn't stopped Nebraska's bad three-point defense in the past. <laughs> um, credit to them uh, for at least, you know playing better three-point defense tonight. Uh, Mbako had, had trouble. He went uh, two of eight from the floor. Um, CJ Gunn uh, was two of seven from three. Or, excuse me, Mbako's was two of eight from three as well. Um, Indiana just finishing four of 21 um, from beyond the three-point line. Again, you knew they had a front-court advantage in this game. Um, by the way, you might have noticed Xavier Johnson hasn't been playing for Indiana. Um, they've now lost seven of their last nine. That's not a good look uh, for Mike Woodson. I know we're, we're celebrating here at Nebraska for the road victory and in the, in the, in the, in the little sparkle in our eye that we can see the tournament <laughs> around the corner. Uh, what are your th- thoughts here? If, if we are doing a radio in Bloomington, what do you think their thoughts would be? Their, their t- primary talking points for tonight. Oh, Lord. I Well, I'll tell you what. One of my favorite things to do is go to Reddit and just see the live comments. And the Indiana fans, if ever you're doing a show, uh, it's just, it's rough. It, it's absolutely rough right now. You look at where the program's at. Uh, you thought Woodson was going to be the guy, but you're looking at it. Seven, and not, what was it? You said seven games yeah, lost seven out of their last nine. nine. Yeah. Like that is where you're looking at yourself. You said it like a true blue blood and you got to have a hard look at yourself in the mirror and say, what is the actual foundation? Or are we overestimating ourselves on how good of a program we are? Do we, I mean, you have to honestly have the Nebraska talk. Like what is Indiana basketball's lure? Because it just hasn't had that impact in these generations. And you're kind of seeing it with the recruiting numbers that they're just not as necessarily high as they used to be. Um, and again, there's just a few things tonight where you'd be upset with, even with their offense. Um, again, I understand you you shot four of 21 from the three-point line, 19%. But there were even times where it just felt like early in the shot clock where it's like, if you want to get back at this Nebraska team, you see a lot of teams do it. The worst thing you can do is start chucking up threes because that lead balloons. Playing the Nebraska game. Yeah. yeah right it's in like, their hands. We'll take that. You want to yeah. take quick shots when we're the better three-point shooting team? Absolutely. Please keep taking quick threes. Um, and it was just a game where they really, I thought if you want to attack Nebraska, you're seeing it. You got to kick it 
across the court to the weak side because we like to double the center and you're seeing it. That that soft spot for Nebraska's defense is always on that weak side of the court and they're getting it there. Uh, but again, they're taking three-point shots of, off of it instead of waiting for the closeout, driving by and attacking. So to me, just looking at the Indiana offense wasn't pretty. It, just the sets they were running um, and they're just not attacking. We, you talked about it. Rink Mast wasn't his best game. You give Josiah Allen credit but I thought you could have gone at rink mast even more if you're yeah. Indiana. Like to me, that's your matchup. He wasn't having a great game. Uh, it kind of stuck out even to some Nebraska fans. And if I'm Indiana, I'm attacking that. We're the bigger team. Why play small ball with Nebraska? Yeah, and part of the heat that's going to be falling on on the Hoosiers and Mike Woodson is um, Malik Renew and Baco. Those are two top ten mm-hmm. recruits. Um, Khalil Ware, I mean, a seven foot transfer from, uh, Oregon. That's that good. I mean, it just feels like the roster is underperforming, um, or excuse me, the team is underperforming mm-hmm. the roster a little bit. So, uh, we'll kind of see there, um, for what it's worth on the, on that side, probably feel, can feel a little bit better that, uh, um, Archie Miller came before him instead of Bob Knight. You know, the Archie Miller yeah, tenure better. wasn't very good. So it kind of, it's kind of like the Mike Riley tenure yep. that kind of helps you say, well, just, just give some time here. Um, so uh, maybe, and then, then, you know, he did inherit Trace Jackson Davis and they've had um, success, you know, making it to the tournament mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, like everybody in the big 10, they haven't won in the tournament too much <laughs> in, the, in the last couple of years, but it doesn't look like this team is on its way to the tournament. And that's not good uh, in, at assembly hall in Indiana. Uh, where they expect a lot of victories there. It's just kind of looking through it because Indiana is, you know, is a blue blood and is, um, I think, a pretty good comparison for if you're if you're an alien and you were trying to understand, <laughs> like, Nebraska football's comparison in basketball, kind of be like Indiana, That's you know? perfect. I mean, yeah. you got if you're talking about the good times, you're talking about the past. If you're talking about uncertainty, <laughs> you're talking about the future. That's like, right. It's just, it's a pretty good example of uh, Indiana. And it'll be curious to see. Uh, because again, it's it's definitely a blue blood, but this season, if they continue, if you have another bad season next year, because again, this team does not look like it's tournament bound this year, certainly sitting 14 and 11, only six and six in conference play. Uh, it's not looking bright for him. So what this offseason looks like, uh, you know, with Woodson, how that goes down, because right now it certainly feels like the fan base is not entirely behind him. Yeah. And, and I mean, in the student section, uh, I was listening to the broadcast too, and KP said it before, it's like, uh, it was empty at the top yeah. where they kind of have the 300 level at Nebraska. They put the students up there and it was, you know, it, it, you can't lose interest in Indiana basketball. If you're Indiana, uh, you'll be in a little bit of trouble there. So uh, that's kind of the, the, the thoughts from the Indiana side there. Um, but for Nebraska, obviously we, we've kind of been through it. Big win uh, for them. Um, kind of interesting too, just to see some of the, the names that were in the building. Zach Taylor uh, <laughs> made it, was wearing some Husker gear. So it's good to see Zach, Zach Taylor. And you know, it, I don't want to don't want to jinx it or anything, but if this Matt Rule thing doesn't work out eventually, you know Zach Taylor is a heck of a heck of a guy to, that you know just every once in a while I like to see my good prospects in uh, Husker <laughs> gear from time to time. Uh, so that was a good scene. Um, Chris Tucker on hand from uh, for, cheering for the Hoosiers. I guess he's friends with Mike Woodson, uh, maybe better known as James Carter, uh, Detective James Carter in Rush Hour, Smokey and Friday. Um, are you old enough to appreciate Chris Tucker? No. 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 All right. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Chris you, Tucker's you one of those shows there and it's straight yeah. off my head. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. That's fair enough. Uh, for some reason, he... 
uh, was really a big actor in the late 90s and, and just kind of did what a lot of people say they might do if they get famous is uh, just pretty much stop. Like, you made it. You know, you don't have to work anymore. <laughs> so, yes, uh, he, he doesn't necessarily appear in too much as of late. But I thought that was kind of interesting uh, to see as well. Um, looking at some of the stats here, too, 19, I mean, again, just some things to highlight for Nebraska um, and, and pretty much everywhere. I mean, 19 assists. Um, compared to their turnovers, 19 to 8 assist to turnover ratio uh, this evening from the Huskers. Five of those assists coming from Lawrence, four coming from Alec Mass and Tamanaga uh, with three apiece. Meanwhile, Indiana with 13 assists compared to 10 turnovers. Um, so you, you kind of win that battle there. You technically lose the rebounding battle 37 to 34, but mm-hmm. if you told me again with this front court matchup, the seven footer, all that goes into it with Indiana, um, that you'd lose that rebounding matchup by three. Um, you'll take it if you're Huskers. Cause I mean, that's a win and that's something that's killed Nebraska in the past, uh, on the road. Yeah. I mean, again, you'll, you'll take that. That's, you didn't win it, but we've seen what it looks like on the road. You didn't get dominated by it. And again, you're going to play small ball. Typically, it's not going to go in your favor, but you just got to keep it close and you got to win on those other stats like you talked about. The turnovers, only eight turnovers. You've seen this team on the road. Um, they've been known they'll put up 11, 12, 13, 14 turnovers. It hasn't always been pretty. And it's not like there have been games where Nebraska is just where the other team's playing great defense. They've just been sloppy turnovers that have always kind of felt like they've been cleaned up. And tonight, eight turnovers, not bad. You'll take that one. And again, with the rebounds, uh, you're going to play small ball. You're probably going to get outboarded a few times. But that being said, a three-rebound margin difference is not bad at all, especially if you're going to win in shooting percentage. You're going to win um, in assist total. You're going to win in the turnover battle. If you're going to win all those other categories on top of steals, five steals, that three-difference margin in rebounds isn't going to show up that much. Um, free throws, we didn't talk about that. This was the first time in a while where Nebraska, not great from the free throw line, 64%. Uh, but better than Indiana. So you still won it. And a lot of that, we talked about it. Uh, Kevin Ware, not his best day from the line, five for 13, but Indiana 58% from the free throw stripe. And this is what you're going to need to do. If you're in Nebraska, you're going to play small ball, you you know, the rebounds, you just want to keep it close. I don't expect this team to ever go out there and really dominate a team on the glass, but if you can keep it close, surprise me like you guys did against Purdue, that's going to be your keys to victory because this team looking at every other category, not just this game, but the game before it and, you know, use the whole season as a sample. Heck, you can go back, as we said, uh, you probably even go back to last year towards the end of the stretch. This team is consistently beating other teams in about every category. The ugly ones that rear their head, especially on the roads, have been rebounding and turnovers. You can take care of turnovers. They did it tonight rebounding you just got to do everything in your power to keep it close and they did that as well and that's how you beat indiana by 15 points yeah if we're looking at season totals too it's just kind of comparing uh some of what nebraska had coming into the night they finished with 85 points uh they've been averaging 77 um they're 37 rebounds on the year average uh 34 tonight um, but, uh, again, I think he did well there. They averaged 15 assists on the, on the season, 19, uh, this evening. And, you know, this is not necessarily a heavily blocked team. They averaged 2.7, um, only one tonight, but boy, was it a big one. <laughs> <laughs> a little revenge block on that yeah. one too. Bryce Williams, if you missed it, I mean, the Indiana's basically last chance for anything <laughs> to get going there. You know, they've got a, 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 a full court. Uh, looks like a layup that's going to be challenged at the rim, but um, they're going full speed. It's a 10-point game, like three minutes left. They they need to convert on this, and Bryce just swats it on the backboard. <laughs> and it was uh, 
if you know it was a great block because I don't know if people noticed it, but on the TV broadcast, you saw some people get up from their seat as soon as that thing got swat. I was like, yep, that's the game right there. Uh, just an incredible block, and you love to see that. And then again, this is credit to the team's toughness. You watch this team. They didn't give up a lead the entire game. The, the second half, it, it's not going the way you want, uh, but they persevere. They understand that, you said it, Indiana, that takes a ton of energy to claw your way back into the game. Nebraska, they stay true to what they've been doing, even though the shots aren't falling. Uh, and eventually they start falling and they put their foot down. And then on defense, you saw it. Uh, it just really was an exclamation point with even Sam Hoiberg was kind of being a, a nuisance once again, as we're, we're well known for at this point. Uh, but you give credits to Sam Hoiberg for just kind of being that pest. And again, Bryce Williams with the exclamation point block that really kind of put the whole thing away. And that's just another thing with this team. We, we didn't talk about it nearly as much this season because we've had fun offensive numbers to talk about. But defensively, um, outside of defending the three-point line, they've been pretty solid. And you got to, you know, it's being nitpicky too. You get upset with this team for giving up three-point shots. Again, it's, it's, it's a result of this team always wanting to double the center. You see it over and over again. That's going to open up if teams are smart. Then get it to the soft spot, swing it around you're going to give up more open threes and you're probably um, in terms of your averages not going to be a great defensive team in terms of guarding the perimeter, uh, but you're going to be okay inside. And that's been the recipe for Nebraska. You'll see it at times like Creighton where it gets horribly exploited, but I think as time has gone on, they've got even quicker with rotations off of doubling the center or whoever's inside on the block. And you're seeing that their, their rotations have gotten a lot cleaner. Um, and now, although I don't expect this team to be great at guarding the perimeter as a result of the style they play on defense, the rotations are getting so much better. And you're seeing that the way when teams swing the ball, um, they're all pretty aware. And it's just impressive to watch. Like this defense, watching the way they move every single time off of those rotations, it's getting really clean. And you can tell it's causing a lot of problems. That's how you even get a few cheap turnovers where they're trying to swing the ball to the soft spot. And then here comes a crazy pass 100 miles an hour over the top of the head of an Indiana player. That's the pressure that Nebraska's putting on them just by that really high intensity, uh, rotating the ball, doubling, getting off the double, rotating. So again, I think they're getting more comfortable in that defensive system. And although we haven't been great at guarding the perimeter, I think it's only going to get better. And I think tonight was a good start. And, and as we look at the turn our attention out of the Big Ten standings, you might have noticed if you're watching on BTN, Nebraska has the curse of the team or the game before it uh, going, <laughs> going too long. Uh, but it was a big win for Penn State uh, to get the victory fresh off of kicking their leading scorer off the team. Uh, a big victory over Illinois. And so as you look at the top of the standings and the bottom of the standings is is kind of the, what, where this, this game had an impact on because Indiana – now, again, 6-9 and nine in conference play. As much as Nebraska wants to make that top four, Indiana wants to avoid that bottom four. That's not yeah. a good look, again, for a blue blood program. And as you look at it now, I mean, uh, we've seen it, – it's 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 kind of it's, – I mean, it's a competitive league. Indiana, Maryland, Ohio State, and Michigan at the bottom. Um, those are all teams – that I've seen within the last 20 years, and I know we're going back far, but within the last 25 years, every one of those teams has been in the national championship game. I mean, so, mm -hmm. you know, those are some pretty good programs um, that the rest of the Big Ten is, is, is I wouldn't completely say completely beating up on. I mean, Michigan, <laughs> you could have that argument. Uh, Ohio State, again, has already fired their coach, but uh, Maryland, Indiana, interesting to be in that bottom four. Uh, you look at the next uh, kind of grouping there. You've got Rutgers, Penn State, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan State, and Nebraska at the top of that at nine and seven fighting to get into that top four. Once again, Nebraska now tied for fifth 
um, with Northwestern having played one less game. So Nebraska and Michigan State, both 9-7, and seven, Northwestern 9-6. and six. Wisconsin with uh, with uh, a 10 and 6 uh, record so far in league play in Illinois with their loss now 10 and 5. So you could see some shuffling up there. Purdue's probably safe at 12 and 3. Uh like we said just coming off a recent loss but unlikely for them to be caught up. Um as you as you as you project forward as, as we talk about all those teams, it's one thing to get the first round by and mm-hmm. and and hopefully Nebraska gets that in, in two buys even better. Um but I I I think if you can I think it just sets up well where the schedule is not too difficult. You can get guys going. Like I said, if Tom and starts playing consistently like this, if Lawrence can start playing consistently like this, um, or if you can just get three or four guys per night to play consistently like this, it doesn't have to be the same guy. Again, Bryce coming off a two point game, 18 tonight. Uh, Mass has had some big games, just two tonight, but it, it didn't matter. Wilcher and Hoiberg off the bench have been one of the best mm-hmm. bench productions in the league, just four points for them tonight. But again, Lawrence, Leads you, you know, has 19, so you finish with 23 points. Um, I, I guess all of this to be saying, Nebraska uh, feels like they could, with the quality competition they have ahead of them, again, Minnesota, at Ohio State, Rutgers, and at Michigan, um, could get hot going into this tournament. And so, you know, it's just kind of interesting. I, I think a lot of times, I mean, I'm so used to Nebraska basketball playing in the, in the first four, it feels natural. It's going to feel a little bit weird for those games to be going out uh, without Nebraska almost. Um, but they've they, they've had trouble even like last year getting out of that losing to Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to this year where when where they've beaten Purdue they've beaten Wisconsin took Illinois to the brink. Nebraska not only is going to be positioning themselves interestingly for the Big Ten tournament to make a run in the Big Ten tournament potentially, um, and so. It just there's just so much in front of this team and what can be done to really have one of the more special seasons is setting up in Nebraska basketball history. Yeah, it's definitely uh you could call it a season to first. You're seeing a lot of the stats come up of Nebraska mm-hmm. the first time sweeping a team, first time actually beating a team, and you know you can X number of years. Uh, and this team has just consistently, I think, even kind of beaten some people's expectations. Like realistically, heading into the season, we're at 19 wins right now. What did you have this team pegged for? Win total? Yeah, maybe somewhere around that. Probably yeah. at, at the end would be the hope. I, I remember preseason. It you had we had to have the conversation nobody wants to have in the preseason, which is is the NIT a step forward? Mm-hmm. And and ever and you know a lot of Husker fans have to go. Well, yeah, you know, you know <laughs> and but now I mean, obviously, if they make just the NIT, it's going to be a disappointment. You were kind of past the the idea that that's. Um, their ceiling, and so they've they've risen above that. Of course, a lot of that with a a, a soft non-con. Uh, say what you will about that, but they needed the wins. They've kind of helped themselves in that category, and then gotten enough big wins that you can kind of overlook that. Yeah, and again, uh, with the you know weak non-con schedule, I was totally okay. This was a program that just needed confidence, so mm-hmm. I'll take that every single time. Um, you know, and even next year, I think it sets up for you well. And again, now we're looking at a point. I was kind of in that same range. I was hopeful for 20, and it looks like we'll be able to hit 20 um, and possibly even go over that if things go well. And then again, you talked about it. You make yourself, you hopefully get a double buy in that Big Ten tournament. This team's just positioning themselves really well. We, we talked about it. I'm sure you've talked about it on your shows. This is a team that controls their own destiny. We saw what happened when Nebraska football controlled their own destiny. The pressure, mm, yeah. it, it kind of got to them, and they started to crack. This didn't happen tonight. They took care of it. They finally got their first conference road game. Um, and you're seeing this team control their destiny as of least now 
and doing it in the right way, doing the things that got him to this point. I did, you're not seeing them get away from everything. You're still seeing this kind of really selfless basketball. Uh, and again, Kasey Tamanaga, he's starting to kind of come back into true form. I shouldn't even say that because I think before it was just shot selection, kind of getting used to the system and the amount of energy that guy taxes on defenders. That's another thing that we don't talk about enough with this offense and the amount of movement that's going on. And in particular, whoever's got to guard Kasey Tamanaga, by the time you get to the second half and there's five minutes left, whoever is on Kasey Tamanaga, and you saw tonight, winded. They are just absolutely winded because there's so many back screens. There's so many off ball screens where you got to chase that guy around. Um, it looks a lot like Steph Curry in the NBA. Just kind of a lot of those move him around, see if we can get him open on that three point space. And it's wearing on teams. It's just incredibly taxing. And then we talked about it. You have a bench as well. So when you have a bench, even though we only went three deep tonight, uh, you're confident in all those guys. So you can rotate out who you need to give your guys a breather. And then you look at Indiana they just looked the gas at the end there. It took a lot of energy to get back into that game. And then when you have to chase around Kase Tominaga over and over and over again, and then who's this guy, CJ Wilcher, who's coming off the bench, who isn't this three-point shooting threat. He's got it going on now as well. That's a lot of perimeter shooting to constantly be chasing around. And when you're shooting that well from the perimeter and you got a bunch of guys that are great off the ball, um, and as Jamarcus Lawrence, even though he's on the bench tonight, continues to really establish as that true ball handler, you feel pretty good about this team and the way their offense is going. It's just the defense, you got to stick with it there, in particular, just rebounding. Uh, but I like where this team's at. And right now, they control their own destiny in a game tonight where you're beating Indiana uh, by 15 points when they were favored by one and a half. You like that. You like your odds here with this team. And again, they got a weaker schedule coming up. Uh, this is a team that controls their own destiny. And they did it tonight. And I will be somewhat surprised if I see, you know, a really ugly game here in the near future. It's not impossible, especially, I mean, we've seen it with Wisconsin, the the spiral we put Wisconsin in mm -hmm. after our game against them. We talked about Illinois, Penn State, you know, Purdue. Uh, you've seen a lot of these really strong teams still take some ugly losses. So that's just going to have to take incredible mental focus to not slip up and really give yourself a chance to set yourself not only for the Big Ten tournament, but March Madness. And once again, if, if you're if, if just to, to kind of visualize again why Nebraska fans should be so excited now is 19 wins. I, I think I think 22 and you're in uh, 21. You're in, but you might sweat it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and Nebraska now with 19 wins, two home games. They haven't lost at home in the Big Ten against some tough opponents, Minnesota and Rutgers, not the toughest of opponents, but, um, you know, kind of in the middle middle uh, to latter half of the Big Ten there. Um, but in, and then on the opposite end, now that you've got that road game um, flaw out of your system, the two bottom teams in the league are your remaining road games. So they, they likely, you know, couldn't get any easier for Nebraska. Doesn't mean you're going to win them. Mm -hmm. um, but again, really the chance to, you, That's you, the fear. you feel like if they could win three or four here. And then the other thing is Nebraska, uh, of course, now racking up victories over uh, Michigan, Penn State, Indiana has three wins in a row. That's the most in the Big Ten. So, it, you know, I don't know if they're going to win three out of four or, you know, two out of four. Anything worse than that would be <laughs> alarming at this point. But they feel like, again, they could be one of the hot teams entering the tournament, if not the hottest team entering the Big Ten tournament and the team that you don't want to play uh, in Indianapolis. Um, and, and really, again, with 19 wins, four opportunities there, another one there, at least five opportunities because you're going to have a Big Ten game. Um, really, again, I think you're probably in if you go two and three. Again, might be sweating a little bit, mm -hmm. but that's where Nebraska's at. 
And from there, you can kind of change the conversation. Once again, what you do in the Big Ten tournament will matter. But if you can go in um, with three more wins, with 22 wins, you know, not feel the pressure of having to win in the Big Ten tournament, then you're going to start to talk about what seeding you're going to get. And Nebraska, as as fun as it was to be, you know, have the tournament team. It's, uh, again, I call it the tournament team because <laughs> it's the only one. You guys know what I'm talking about in the last 25 <laughs> years or so. Um, that was an 11 seed. And, uh, and it can be difficult to win as an 11 seed. Uh, you know, it, obviously anybody's got a chance. But if Nebraska can start moving up, I, I see some, some sites have them at a 10 seed. Some have them as a 9. If you can get into that... Eight nine category. Obviously, it sets you up for a, dick, a difficult round uh, in the second round. But they've knocked off number one Purdue. You feel like they could have a chance at one of these one seeds. But for the all important um, victory, uh, the first victory in Nebraska basketball history would be in, in the Big Ten tournament or in the NCAA tournament. Be real nice if they get on that eight nine line, which is as even a matchup, you know, set as, as is set up to be uh, in the NCAA tournament. I, I think that that's. Uh, doable at, at mm-hmm. this point, you would say. Yeah, it's 100% doable. And again, this the, the way the team's playing right now, blowing out teams is going to help as well. But yeah, absolutely. The, they're playing well. We're seeing multiple guys step up. And if you would have told me this team could even flirt with the idea of being an eight seed in March Madness, what a massive step for the program. Um, and I think it's totally possible. Just because we kind of talked about it, this team seems to be clicking on all cylinders right now. They're having a really good uh, kind of stretch, and they got some weaker games here. So I think they continue to build up that confidence. Um, and then, yeah, if you kind of get into the tournament, again, the reason why I like this Nebraska team, and you know, even if you do get in as an 11, I like the roster that's built around. I like the selfless play. I like how it's multiple guys. It's hard to scout against. And when you're kind of looking at around Big Ten teams right now, you're looking at Illinois, you're looking at, you know, even Michigan State. There's not a whole lot of teams in the Big Ten you even feel confident about. And it might just be my bias looking through, but if I was trying to find teams that I think actually have a good shot uh, just by personnel, I would seriously look at this Nebraska team just because we've seen it. They've had really good wins against number one teams. Uh, they're able to beat a good Wisconsin team. They push an Illinois team on the road in overtime. Uh, they destroy Kansas State. This is a team that has had really tough games and has looked well in them. Uh, and just with the construction of the roster, tough to scout against. And they're peaking right now. You look at Indiana, you can't say that. You look at Wisconsin, you certainly can't say they're playing their best basketball right now. You look at Purdue, they lost to Ohio State. You can't say they're playing their best basketball right now. Nebraska basketball, in my opinion, is playing their basketball, best basketball at this point in the season. It's looking clean, and the stretch they're in right now uh, is really promising if they can continue this direction until they get to the Big Ten tournament. And by the way, Keith McGrath, also pointing off uh, off the text line too, need three more wins to hopefully get an invite in the Omaha Regional. If Nebraska um, can do that, I mean, you're talking about a, a chance for a very special moment, mm-hmm. similarly to kind of what Northwestern went through years ago when they got for their first NCAA tournament where Nebraska not only could get the win and we'd all rejoice, but it'd be a national story with a big fan base, I think, that you'd see uh, in Omaha cheering oh, them on. Uh, it, I mean, I hope that happens. I mean, that would be incredible and, and just a great moment that Nebraska basketball fans deserve. I've said it for the longest time. If you're a Nebraska basketball fan, especially if you're a long-term Nebraska basketball fan, you haven't been in it for the payoff. And finally, the payoff feels like it's coming uh, for Nebraska <laughs> basketball. Uh, historically, that's when, you, you know, they swipe it up from underneath you. But it's not going to happen this year. Yeah, I'm uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm only yeah. Uh, 24 years old. And uh, the fact that I can talk to someone who's 50 and they got the same experience, I'm like, oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's certainly there, but no, it, it's it's it, it'll make the it'll make the win when we get Absolutely. it uh, one day, hopefully soon. All that much better. Once again, Nebraska. Uh, next game, next uh, time up is Sunday against Minnesota. Five thirty tip off on BTN, which means we'll maybe see what we could do. Maybe get in around seven thirty. We'll have to see with some programming there. But we'll have uh, the hoops post game uh, show for you then. Nebraska once t- once again gets the victory at Assembly Hall, eighty five uh, to seventy over Indiana. And improved to 19 and eight on the year. Uh, and uh, one more thing, as the the music plays, and I, I, I over I overshot it a little bit, but we'll do this again. Um, is I, the one thing that I still kind of sticks out to me is if they could have just won that game against Illinois, because I think that's the difference. Right now, you're talking if you're talking eight or nine seed, obviously that equates to a top 36 type mm-hmm. of team. If they were 27, 20 and seven. Uh, with a victory over Illinois as well, you'd have a hard time telling me that's not a top twenty type of resume. Yeah, they would. Uh, they would certainly at least get a damn vote in the thing. I know yeah, it's been a problem yeah. for Nebraska to even get a vote, but you get that one, uh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully that comes ahead for Nebraska as well. Once again, that'll wrap it up for the Hoops Post Game Show. Thanks to Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical for sponsoring. Thanks for Harrison uh, for uh, jumping in and helping with this post game show. I'm Jake Bachman. Uh, that'll wrap it up for local programming this evening. We'll be back. And I'm sure early break will be celebrating in the morning.